This is Quotations, a podcast about words, written and spoken throughout history. If you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, we shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. No matter where you're from, your dreams are valid. The Pale Blue Dot, the only home we've ever known. Hello and welcome to Quotations. I'm Matthew Monroe. Here's today's quote. Those are the words of musician and songwriter Eddie Vedder. And as I try to do when the opportunity presents itself, I like to bring you the original audio from a quote, if it's a spoken word, in this case, a song word. And these are usually pretty easy because the songs are pretty easy to find. I figured you'd enjoy Eddie Vedder singing it more than me attempting to do so. But you'll probably recognize Eddie's voice. It's fairly distinctive, and if you do, you probably know that it is from the band Pearl Jam for which he was the lead singer. Eddie was born December 23, 1964, in Evanston, Illinois. He moved from Illinois to California as a child and began playing the guitar in his early teen years. He was inspired, as many guitarists are, by the band The Who. And he was part of a number of small bands before he signed on to what was known then as Mookie Blaylock. And you may or may not recognize that name, but that is the name of a former NBA player. He played for the New Jersey Nets, the Atlanta Hawks, and the Golden State Warriors over the course of his 13-season career. Quite accomplished. You likely, if you recognize the name as a basketball player, don't recognize it as a band unless you're a die-hard fan of the band that it became, which is, of course, Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam was a huge band in the 1990s and is still highly recognizable and popular today. In fact, hearing a Pearl Jam song instantly takes me right back to my own childhood. It's pretty iconic music. And in addition to numerous albums with the band, Vetter has also embarked on many solo projects. And today's quote actually comes from a solo effort from a song that he released for the movie Into the Wild about Christopher McCandless. Perhaps you've seen the movie, but he was a young man who traveled across the country to Alaska to essentially escape society. So you can imagine how the lyrics to this song fit nicely with that, and were purpose-written for it. So it is a fitting song, indeed. But, interestingly enough, it's not even the most popular song on the soundtrack that Vedder did. Guaranteed is the song he also wrote, which won the Best Original Song Golden Globe following its release. And it's another great song, and I'd encourage you to go listen to it. Not right now, of course. 
perhaps after this episode. And if you haven't seen the movie, the theme is about departing from society, rejecting its expectations and its norms, and living a life that is truly free. In fact, there's an iconic scene in the movie of McCandless cutting up his bank card and his driver's license before embarking on his adventure. In a symbolic gesture, so to speak, to say, I'm no longer a part of this system, the expectation that I carry these cards with me everywhere I go. I'm going somewhere where I don't need them, and I'm going somewhere where I don't want them. And if we're being honest with ourselves here, who hasn't actually thought of doing something exactly like this? I know when I used to live out in Arizona many years ago, there are long stretches of road out there that you can drive where there's nothing around. And off in the distance somewhere, you'll see a hill or a rock formation or something like that. And you think to yourself, well, I'm driving this highway. There's no road that leads out to that place out there. And there's not really a good reason for anybody to depart this main highway between, say, Phoenix and Tucson and go out that direction. Wouldn't it be nice if I could just plop down a house out there and just live? Figure it out as I go. Maybe it's just me. Maybe those are just the thoughts that I had driving those long, long, and often boring roads in the middle of the Arizona desert. But perhaps that's you, driving to and from work, or to the hardware store, or the bank, or a restaurant, or some such thing. And you consider for yourself a life outside of the fray, outside of the rat race, so to speak. The one where you get up every morning, and you go through your morning routine, and you put on your clothes, and you go to work, and you do a similar thing to what you did yesterday, which is a similar thing to what you did last month and last year, and on and on and on. And you do that for approximately 40 to 50 years, and then you retire, probably to someplace warm, and you do retiree things. And then, eventually, you run out of life, and that's the end. Maybe there's another way. Now, for most of us, that's fanciful thinking. It's not realistic. We accept that we are part of society, and with it comes certain expectations. We have a part to play, as it were. But, I think Vetter, McCandless, and this song encourage us to maybe consider if we're right or not. So here's a portion of the song once more for you to consider. It's a mystery to me We have agreed With which we have agreed And you think you have to want more So now what do you think? Are we right? Perhaps you're thinking, well, surely, we must be right. The ones that belong to society, we must be right. 
Look at how many people there are, in fact, that are part of society. We can't all be wrong, can we? Maybe. Maybe we are. And certainly, there's an argument that even McCandless couldn't have done what he did were it not for society itself. What do I mean? Well, after all, he hitched rides in modern cars. He rode buses. He carried a backpack made by a manufacturer. And he lit fires with matches that were made in a factory somewhere. All of those things are part of society. So his freedom from society was simultaneously dependent on society. At least in part. Certainly less than most of us depend on society. But the important part of all of those things that I just mentioned is that there are people behind them. So could we, and arguably should we, drop all that we're doing chop up some credit cards and disappear? Probably not. It's probably not what we should be doing. What McCandless and Vetter do through today's quote is cause us to pause and to think. Once again, a lot of what we talk about on this podcast comes down to awareness, awareness of ourselves, awareness of the world around us. Why? So that we can better interact with the world around us, so that we are not just carried along on a current outside our control, but so that we can exercise some control over that. There will always be things that we cannot control, but the things that we can, we can only control if we know that they are there. And this is one of those. Perhaps all of society, all of the time, just being carried along by the social expectations and social norms all of the time is not right for us. Maybe the, quote, greed to which we've all agreed is not the best thing. We talked about this a couple weeks ago when I questioned, is there enough? And as I said, I think, and it's been on my mind a lot lately, that there is such a thing as enough. There is value in learning to find contentedness, or at the very least, to not be constantly attempting to climb the ladder, to stand on the heads and shoulders of other people, to gain another inch to make another $1,000, to make another $10,000. At some point, there's enough. If you're like me, you live perhaps in a neighborhood with very large disparities between home values. Maybe not home values, but maybe car values and other things may reflect this disparity, but it's almost certainly there. Homes around me, for example, that vary in value by hundreds of thousands of dollars on the very same street, sometimes even between neighboring properties. And maybe it's like that near you as well. And I walk and I run and I bike and I drive these streets daily, as you do yours. And again, if you're like me, perhaps you catch a, a twinge of jealousy at the huge home with two or more very expensive cars out front. And you wonder how they can afford and sustain such a life. And then very quickly, perhaps, you begin to think less of them because they have some advantage that you don't. Well, hi there. You're normal. But, as Vetter would say, that leads you to think that you need more than you have, doesn't it? Is your home not sufficient? Does it keep you safe and warm? Perhaps it is enough. There are homes in my neighborhood. I live in a very old neighborhood. There are homes in my neighborhood that are, for those of you that watch HGTV regularly, brace yourselves, a total of 900 square feet with three bedrooms and one bathroom. That's how they were originally built, and they haven't been modified since then. Many of them don't have a basement. 
That used to be enough for an entire family to live it for years and decades even without upgrading or growing beyond it. Think about that. There's a reason I joked about the Home and Garden TV piece, because if you watch Home and Garden TV, you see the constant quest for giant homes, larger and larger spaces, with an office and a den and a second living room and four bedrooms and three bathrooms or five bedrooms and six bathrooms. What happened? I don't know. This isn't a diatribe against affluence and nice things. There's nothing wrong with those things. But the constant striving for them, perhaps there is something wrong with that. Perhaps it's that never-ending feeling that we need more, carried out over generations. More space, more room, more stuff, more money to buy all that. A bigger title at work to justify pay to buy all of that. Maybe a different company who appreciates you more and will give you the title and pay that buys all that. A new city to live in, which has that different company. And on, and on, and on. Do you see how we could spend our entire lives chasing more? More of everything? In the extreme, we could completely miss what's right here before us, because we're so busy focused on what's out five or ten years in the future. There is and should be space in our lives for sufficiency and contentedness and peace. That's not to say we should slack off. That's not to say we should cut corners. It's just to say that we should be aware of when we are choosing to strive for those things. That, as Vetter says in the extreme, is when our thoughts begin to bleed. When the cycle can spiral into constant comparison to others. Displeasure with our lot in life. And an unending quest to have it all. This can ruin our lives. We don't have to break away from society entirely. We don't have to give away all our money and cut formal connections to the modern world. But we can learn to look at what we have, where we are, and be happy. And yes, that does take effort. And yes, it's still okay to want to improve your position. As with many things in life, it's the dose that determines the effectiveness or the danger. Too much jealousy, too much pursuit, too much desire to move up in the world, and we'll miss what's right in front of us. With no guarantee we'll ever get to what it is we're actually searching for. So as we close this week, I hope you take that away and think about that. I know I have been. I've been pouring it over my mind recently. And as you often do, you receive my semi-unfiltered thoughts here on this podcast. And I tend to gravitate towards words in my quote book or other locations that I draw from that reinforce some of the things that I'm thinking about. At least help me feel around for them. I search for meaning in the words of others. And I hope that you do too. This week, consider sufficiency, contentedness, and peace. Give it some thought. Until next time, I'm Matthew Monroe. This is Quotations, and thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more, please subscribe in your favorite podcast app, or visit me at quotationspod.com to download and listen. Please also take a moment to recommend the podcast to a friend. That's a huge help. You can tweet at me at quotationspod. Send me an email to quotationspod at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram at quotationspod or join the conversation on Facebook at quotationspod. I look forward to hearing from you. Welcome your feedback. And thanks as always for listening.